0: fired
1: but all right the mics are live all All right right. what up uh uh, and i got with me world famous musician world famous uh jacob westfall i'm really happy to be in god's
2: country these days um it is the show last night was pretty sick i'm glad yeah that was a lot of fun man we've got like a kind of spokane reunion going on out here
0: too
1: yeah yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's crazy in Utah of all places. I almost got a skeleton, a skeleton to come out. A oh, brook? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. My yeah. cousin.
2: Oh yeah, that's your
0: cousin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she <laughs>
1: she actually uh, she helped a lot. I, so I a couple weeks ago I had a like a taping show that was like uh, it's gonna it's gonna come out in a few weeks nice. or probably like in a month. But it's a I only did ten minutes on stage, but I had like seven different cameras on me. And so I'm going to get that edited and it's going to look real nice. And, um, but yeah, it was like this really important taping show I had and Brooke brought like 10 of her friends to it. So she helped me out a ton. Well, She stiffed me on coming out to my show. Well, I'm her cousin. <laughs> <Okay>. So, <laughs> Oh man,
2: yeah, I, I really, it, it is kind of crazy to see like how many people have moved from our hometown to like out here uh, yeah, to get I, closer to God. I mean, uh,
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think that's it for a lot of people, but, uh, I will say this: Utah feels a lot nicer than Spokane. It is. Yeah, it, it, is. Is, it yeah. is. Objectively, it's a lot nicer.
2: Yeah, you get vitamin D. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's uh, Spokane's a cool town, uh, but it's also you don't want to stay in your hometown forever. Yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah, want to branch out. Messy. Yes. <laughs> it's. Uh... Here they hide their habits.
1: Yeah. No. It's uh <laughs> They, like, I don't know what they do with the homeless people here, but they're good They at send them, them to Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have uh, full-on, like, camps in Spokane now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm from Oh, yeah, Portland. you're in Portland, so
2: you know all about that. <laughs> all about it. Uh, we had a Burning Man bus with Texas license plates right next to my apartment. And it they weren't even parked, like, on the side of the street. They were, like, f- four feet from the side of the street, so it made it a one lane to get by. It was there for three months. And the, and we have no, like, enforcement because, like, they defunded the police in Portland, mm-hmm. but they did it in the worst possible way. Like, I, I'm, I, I would, like, raise money for don't shoot PDX and stuff like that. Yeah. But when uh, uh, the mayor of Portland decided to defund the police, they cut the gun violence task force. And they're like, you can keep your tanks, though, you know? So, <laughs> oh, yeah, and when there's gun violence, we'll just put up a sign that says <laughs> local access only. And so, yeah, it, it, it was the process of it. Uh, the bureaucracy in Portland is terrible. And so homeless camps popped up all over the city and we're bleeding hearts. But you can't leave anything in your car. Um, I've, I've had my car busted into twice. So is it like, because you first moved to Portland like 2013? 2011. 2011. I, I My parents told me we were moving to Portland a month before we graduated high school. Okay. And then two days after we graduated, after mm-hmm. we walked, uh, we moved. Dude, I didn't know about this. We left immediately.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: And I I had no money, no job. I was 18. And, um, you know, I was kind of in a situation where my my dad was super controlling. He wouldn't let me have a job. He said, you work for me. It's like a mafia family thing. I (laughs) I don't know. Um, But, uh, yeah, we went from Spokane to Portland. And then I, like, lived in this, like, really beautiful home on the mountains. But I didn't have any friends. So I would just play guitar and
1: write songs in a treehouse, you know. So did I don't remember you playing like instruments in high school, but you—I knew you played piano. Yeah, I remember you like every time. I, I won
2: senior year high school talent show.
1: I, yeah, dude, dude, I—I yeah. never went to a talent show in high school. That's you—you you have talent, but though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have talent, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh man. Dude, they Um, were, uh, uh, did you go to the senior all-nighter when we graduated? Yeah.
2: That's where, didn't you win money by, with your super long tongue? Yeah. And I won money with my weird frog trick.
1: Oh, really? Dude, Dude. I I didn't even want to do it. I, uh, like, people were like, Drew should show his tongue. And people, like, started chanting for me to do it. That's awesome. I got got thrusted on stage,
3: stuck out my tongue, and got, like, a hundred bucks.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Dude. The only thing I remember about that night, I won't say her name, but there was a girl uh, who, at the very end, she showed her pussy to everyone. Yeah, that's the only thing I remember. I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
2: happy we you had that experience. It was a nice memory, dude. Yeah, well, so the, 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 the throat thing is kind of funny, so if we had a video, but like I can inflate my neck like a frog. This I remember that. And I got onto American Idol... Uh, back in 2019. And they asked me if I had any weird talents. I was like, I right, did this a senior year. Screw it. Let's see what happens. And they said, oh, yeah, Katy Perry can do that, too. And I was like, you're setting me up to be, like, one of those shebang guys. You know? Like, shebang, shebang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, they put me in there. I sing a song. Or And um, and they asked me, they're like, hey, so it says you have, like, some talents here. This is before I sing. says you have some talents here. Uh, and you and Katy Perry share one can you do it? And I'm like, oh no. Okay. And then Katie goes, I can do it too. And she starts inflating her neck like a frog and I do it back. And then I pointed at Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan and I say, you guys make frog noises and we'll do the frog face. And they did it. (laughs) And (laughs) she comes up to me and she goes, you touch mine, I'll touch yours. (laughs) And she puts her hand on my neck. I put my, like the back of my hand on, on her neck. And she goes, I feel like I found my other weird on gives me the sweetest hug. Um, and, yeah, that's, uh, the closest so I've ever to So you didn't become the Shebang guy? No, no, it was <laughs> definitely different. William
1: Hung, I know his name. He's, uh, he has a Christmas <laughs> album. She Shebang guy is she a William Hung? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a Christmas God. album, uh, because Amanda will play, like, uh, what's, like, Ratchet-ho Christmas music. Um, Mariah Carey, uh, All I Want <laughs> for Christmas is You. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, that's Ratchet-ho that, Christmas That guy is Jeez. on meth playing that intro. <laughs> that piano line. So, uh, Amanda will play that, and then I will like counteract by playing William Hung's Christmas album. Unironically? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at Completely first, ironically. At, at first it was ironic, but after a while I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, this, <laughs> man, this is good. This is... That's also happened, like, with comedy. Like, there's this comedian who I discovered, like, he's an East Coast comedian, and he's, like, oh, really bad. <laughs> but, like, I've, like... You're a bad person. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not uh, but, I like, I've watched so much of this dude's stand-up, like, making fun of it, that after a while, I'm like, it's good. Like, <laughs> I, like I, like... He got you. I get it he now. got you. I get it now.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have a very important question about Katy Perry. Okay, it's very serious, man. I I expect it to be very
2: respectful and uh, uh, serious.
3: Is it, so, so just America <laughs> needs to know. Uh, so she's a famous pop star. Does when you got close to her, did she smell like sulfur?
0: Oh, okay. This is crazy. Wait, what does that I mean? So this is this is s- something.
2: She didn't smell like sulfur. She smelled very human. But she... <laughs> that's a good. Cover. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. She was a um, when promise when Mary we hug, you know, like it's uh-huh. it's such a natural human response. You 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 hug somebody, and it's like like you you naturally inhale. It's just mm-hmm. what happens. Sure. And uh, we hugged, and I was like. She's been in the studio for twelve hours in full dress and makeup and there was some BO there that was mm. pretty prevalent. Um and it just like made me think,
0: damn, I she
2: puts her pants on like everybody else. Like she's just a human here. Breaking. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely human. Katy Perry stinks. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If
2: if you don't take a shower, you're gonna stink. Um and uh yeah, she's beautiful and really like funny and easy to talk to. But, um, yeah, it was just that, like,
1: moment. I was like, kind of stinky. All right. (laughs) How was that whole experience doing uh, the show? Couldn't you also try The Voice? Yeah,
2: so for both of those shows, I did a blind audition for The Voice in front Uh of four judges. But I was one of the last ones to go. Uh, They sequestered us in a hotel. Um, I can't talk a ton about it because I have a non-disclosure agreement. Uh But um, uh, they um, sequestered us in a hotel for a month. And then we, uh, uh, they took our like, phone and laptop in the last week so you didn't know who got through and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they put through 16 people every day um, and they wouldn't announce who would go through. And on the last day, we had 96 people and we would whittle them down to 20. And we heard through the grapevine there were like six or eight spots left. And when all the spots are full, everybody else gets flown home. Mm-hmm. I was the second to last person to go. There was one spot left well uh, they aired it as one spot left um, so I was the third to last person to go um, there's a spot on team Gwen and a spot on team Alicia and Adam Levine was like after my audition I didn't get any chairs to term. he said I would have had you on my team but my team filled up right before you, I'm so sorry um, Blake Shelton didn't say anything Gwen Stefani gave me the worst music advice I've ever heard um, she's like I think you could have picked a different song and in my head I'm thinking the producers picked this song Bad Blood by Taylor Swift that's what you're saying? Yeah, so I, I like, mix it into the the Ryan Adams version of it, um, which I guess Ryan Adams canceled now. But um, uh, the the version uh, that I sang, like, it was a a cool version of it. um, And Alicia Keys did give me good advice. She said, I felt like your performance changed when you didn't see chairs turning around, and it affected you. And I was really close to turning around, but I'm waiting for, like, somebody with my last spot to really be a game changer. And the guy that took her last spot was Chris Blue, who won the show um and so uh that was both of those experiences added a lot of growth they're pretty traumatizing but they sit you down before that and you have to answer a 528 question true or false like scantron and saying do i see dead people are people trying to kill me and then if you pass that you know you're not crazy yes uh, and that's then it, wild. if you pass that, then they have you sit down with a guy that does background checks on you to make sure you're not an actual criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there aren't people chasing you. I was, I had just gone through a breakup at the time of Idol, and he goes, uh, do you think she could try to hurt you in any like, No. <laughs> and then um, they sit you down with a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist goes, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And you <laughs> have to tell them. And, uh, Then, if you pass all that stuff, then you can meet these celebrity judges. So, yeah.
3: That makes sense. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah.
2: There's a lot that goes into it.
1: Um, And that's just kind of, like, baseline for all these reality TV shows. Dude, so let's rewind. So you did play, like, music in high school, but I wasn't very aware. I feel like a a bad friend. Oh, shit. Did I? Oh, no. I'm good. (laughs) Um no, I was not too aware cause I knew you played piano. I didn't know you played guitar, and I didn't. know I didn't that...
2: start playing guitar until I was seventeen.
1: Okay, that's yeah. probably why I didn't know. Yeah. and then I didn't know that you like weren't like you sang. Like I knew you like participated like in musicals in school and stuff, but I didn't that's know. That's because
2: the two most handsome guys in high school, Jordan Taylor, uh, he's a he's a cabaret dancer now in Seattle and a CrossFit wow. coach. Cool. Um and uh and Ross Mumford they were these great singers, but they're super handsome. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super handsome until I was like 25. And then, uh, that sounds so egotistical. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was a pretty ugly duckling at the time. And um, yeah, they would get all these leads and so I'd just be in the ensembles and choirs and stuff. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So take me through like, how did you begin getting into, like, music? So, we graduate high school, right? Yeah. You go to Portland, like, immediately after. Yeah. Dude, we took different paths. I went to BYU-Idaho, like, three <laughs> months after. I touched a booby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there was none of that at BYU-Idaho. <laughs> if you you're... Do, no, it did happen, but you are risking getting kicked out of school. You gotta look for the windows with the tennis rackets. <laughs> that's so. just what they would say. That's not... <laughs> that's not... <laughs> That's not a real thing, but that's what that is. It was a Provo. It was back in the day, but like by the time I was there, like that was like the ongoing joke. Yeah. Um. But okay. Was so,
3: it tennis racket? Mean the chicks? A...
1: Yeah, she's a filthy whore. That's oh, what nice. no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs>
3: dude, that's sick, man. No. <laughs> yeah, man. No,
1: she's a strong, independent woman who will who don't need no man suckle on a penis. I'm.
3: <laughs> dude that uh, that sounds
1: great <laughs> what a great school yeah uh, byu idaho <laughs> the strong independent I
2: will,
0: dude i will say
1: uh no it did like in uh byu idaho a chick kicked me out of her apartment for not sleeping with her. <coughs> i mean uh <laughs> you messed up man <laughs> yeah i i like but good ju- on you for sticking with i had faith, just gotten know? back from my mission yeah. And uh, she was from, like, one of my classes. So, firmly, she...
2: like, I will change the world. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What I... Yeah. Okay. And
1: so, like, she invites me over to her place. And, like, we watched Star Wars on VHS, which was, like, pretty cool. That's, yeah, that's, uh... like,
2: Netflix and chilling in 2012.
1: Yeah, this was... uh, This is 2015. So, okay. it's it was wild seeing a VHS. Yeah, this was when you were really jacked. Yeah. After the mission. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, we started making out. And then, like, she's, like, yeah, she's, like, trying to push it more. And then she's like, "How far are we going?" I was like, "This is it. That's all, that's I what know. I said. Those were the words that came out of my mouth." And then she made out with me a little bit more. And then after, she just stopped and said, "Well, if this is as far as we're going, I don't see any point to this." I've heard a lot of, and then guys she's like, "Do you want to? Do, do you want to? You want to go home?" And she just kicked me out of her apartment. <laughs> Which was As crazy. She Which is crazy because I was like, roles reverse. If a dude was like, D- if you're not gonna sleep, if you're not gonna put out, <laughs> also it was like negative that's twenty. Such a common it was like negative twenty degrees, oh. and she just like kicked me out of her apartment. It was like, good, Go.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's such a common like story where like the guy will like be hanging out with the girl, and if she doesn't want to do more, the guy like says, all right, well then I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. It's normally the guy that does that.
1: No. So it, BYU reversal. Idaho. You were the lady you, Yeah. That's nice. I, you were the, I was the, the pretty lady. lady. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was the pretty lady. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, no, BYU Idaho is like, you know, like if you're not in that Mormon culture, it's uh, so ooh, backwards because yeah. like I went to my roommates, I told them what happened I'm like, yeah, and I didn't sleep with her and they're like, high five. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs>
2: Christ is so proud of you. You don't need to talk to your bishop today. Um, you yeah, I'm like, it's she... like a soda pop party, right? <laughs> yes, oh, man. man. Those the, those sugar highs were the best. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we stay up till one, two in the morning. Like nowadays, like I go to these parties, like, hey, man, you want a bump? I'm like, oh, what? Candy? Sweet tarts? Like, no, the mess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize, like, how prevalent in the music scene, like, like drugs and alcohol and everything were, and I had my party phases, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of coming out of mine now, because I'm seeing the effect it's had on my body, my mental health, my serotonin has dropped so significantly.
3: Dude, me too. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm saying it more than you're probably doing it, Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 um,
2: but, like, I'm still a firm proponent of, um, psychedelics and psychedelic mm-hmm. experiences. Actually, I had my biggest psychedelic experience in Orem, Utah Oh, really? Um, of my life uh, in some dude's basement. Um, psilocybin? or Yeah. yeah. Uh, we took uh, these mushrooms that were called penis envy mushrooms, uh, so they are bred to have triple strength uh, psilocybin in them, and so one mushroom is equal to, to three. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we took two grams, which is equal to the, the six grams of psilocybin active uh, ingredient in it, and we ground it up, put it in orange juice, and me and my buddy, we shot it together, and uh about an hour later he had this big um uh uh, poster of this glowing tree with fruit coming down of it and it turned into lehi's tree of life um and i immediately just relived all of this all of this like past mormon trauma and like my relationship with god and everything um and then for like two months afterwards i was like yeah i don't have depression this is great um but yeah i'm a firm proponent in a proponent of psychedelics and uh, the experimentation with that yeah like yeah. meth and cocaine it's it's yeah. that's another party thing i've
1: yeah. never done psychedelics but they're very intriguing to yeah. me they're legal in oregon everything's yeah. legal there <laughs> yeah. i was yeah. uh so i was very heavily involved with the libertarian party of spokane and we were doing a and arena football somehow they go very own, together and, uh, and we were uh, I was working I was working with a campaign to legalize psilocybin in Spokane tight so that's what I was doing like before moving to Utah man we can all come together <laughs> over psychedelics this is what
2: we all agree on let's change the world man
1: so yeah that's uh my experience with psilocybin is just trying to legalize it not. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh...
3: My experience, I so I've done a ton of psychedelics, but I only did mushrooms once, and it was really bad. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, it was when I was sixteen. Um, I'm not gonna say the names of the people, but right, there was a, a rich kid who lived on top of a hill. Uh, what it doesn't. Matter. Oh, got it. Yeah, 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 got it. Um, so so we did it at his house, and uh, we thought that his parents had come home, so we rushed down to the basement to pretend like we were playing video games. <laughs> I had my controller upside down. The other guy didn't even have one. The TV was off. Um, and then it was just his sister came home. Uh, and then when we were coming down, I had like an 80s after school special thing where I stared in the mirror. I was like, what are you doing, man? Never
2: look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah,
3: But dude, the other guy, he was like, oh man, my parents are going to find out. I have to kill myself. So we had to oh, pull my... a knife out of his
0: hand. <laughs>
2: While you're also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> completely tripping
3: balls, oh
2: yeah. my god! Yeah. I, I can't say I've ever had any experience like that. Like psychedelics are predominantly a positive thing for me.
3: Well, I think you should be an adult when you do it. Like kids are yeah. not smart enough to like. We didn't even like try to put ourselves in a calm atmosphere. You had knives. Yeah, here. <laughs> I,
2: I find bean bags and like fluffy animals. I get dogs. I just hold a dog. I'm like, wow, you're so human.
1: <laughs> oh man. So let's backtrack though. Uh, so we graduate high school, right? right? You go to Portland, and then like how far after that you start like doing music and psychedelics uh, and psychedelics. So
2: um, I, so I moved to Portland. And then I started getting involved with the jazz program at uh, Mount Hood Community College. Um, And then uh, eventually uh, that turned into me doing theater, improv. um, And then I took a kind of left turn and I started doing Spanish. Um, And so I ended up becoming a Spanish major in college. And uh, because they cut the music department's funding, turns out that uh, the uh, administrators, administrators of Mount Hood were embezzling the scholarships for the music department and, like, putting it into their own money stealing money from the school it was crazy like they just resigned they never had any criminal prosecutions but it ruined the lives of a lot of young like like kids these college kids yeah so they cut the music department funding i started doing spanish and i went to costa rica for a few months and um and i lived there and i would live off of uh the equivalent of 20 bucks a week and every week i would i because i was playing guitar and i would learn these covers in spanish um, and a bunch of English songs, and, uh, I'd play them in these bars, and I'd get another 20 bucks, and that would get me through, uh, to the next week, um, and, uh, and then my host family would constantly bring over, like, these, these, like, really beautiful, uh, Costa Rican girls, and they, like, they were trying to marry them to me, or something, <laughs> and, uh, uh, they would, uh, say, toca la, la guitarra, toque la guitarra para, para ella, and I would, um, like, play them the, an Adele song, like,
0: Nevermind, i Find Someone Like You, you know, because mm-hmm. that's
2: when Adele was first cool. Yeah. um And uh, they'd like, look at me and they go, Me Encanta, like, I love it. And I look at them and then I realize, we can't talk about anything. <laughs> like, this is it. This is the end of the road. <laughs> I know one Adele song and one Alex Campos song. Um, but yeah, I just like playing these bars. And then when I got back, I, uh, I started working with a couple producers in in Portland and working. And I was just like, college wasn't really for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I worked at Guitar Center. I worked there for about a year. um, And I got fired because I stole my manager's passcode uh, and was discounting (laughs) deals like 5%, 10%. (laughs) And I became one of the top salesmen in the Pacific Northwest. But they didn't like that I have problems with authority. And so... To be fair, his password was qwerty123. So, it's kind of going on. I ran into him like two months ago. He's (laughs) he's super
1: cool. Does he still work there?
2: No, no, no. He works at Ikea now. He's moving on up.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, that's such a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: And then I I got fired from Guitar Center. And I'd been playing a couple shows here and there. I wasn't good at Mm -hmm. music by any means. Um, I was a guy with a decent voice that could play guitar. But um, I called up every single booking agent I knew with a winery and everything. And I booked about 20 gigs that August and I made five grand in a month playing music. I was like, what? I can do this for a job. I was 21 years old. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, kept doing that. And it's feast or famine in music. So from June to September, you make 80% of your income and then you have like these regular gigs on the side. Um, but yeah. Just kept doing that. I've had like a couple odd jobs here and there. Um, I like guess Starbucks barista for two months. I just ended up, you know, smoking cannabis with my manager uh, a <laughs> bunch and then, um, quit after two months. And then, uh, once COVID hit, I did contracting work for like six months, but okay, yeah. And then I got that sweet, sweet PUA, uh, that got me through a year. So that's the Reader's Digest version. Okay. Of it. Dude. Yeah. That's
1: sick. So you've mostly made your income off of music. Yeah. By, like, the vast majority of it. Off For of music. the past eight
2: years, I've been a full-time musician, aside from... Dude,
1: that's not... A I mean, time I think Clayton and I both... I mean, we're doing... So that's the one thing I want to compare and contrast. Um, comedy versus music. Because they're Way different... Way more difficult. <laughs> music is more difficult. No, comedy Dude, is more <laughs> difficult. I've, uh... I mean...
0: Here's, you. Here,
1: here's here's why I, I listened uh, to a comedian talk about it recently. Here's why. Uh, one thing that sucks about comedy, and this doesn't make it more difficult, but it definitely like, sucks about it, is that if you're bombing and you're having a bad set, it's really bad because like everyone in the audience is like, I can do that.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. But like if yeah. you're a
1: little off, people are still like, I can't do that.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like, last night, I mean, you looked like a rock star up there. And Clayton and that's I would cool. have to practice for years to do what you were doing last night. But I'm not funny. I'm just <laughs> confident. That's that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, when you get started, like, did you start going to, like, open mics? Because for comedy, so if you're a comedian and you're going to start, you have to go to open mics. Mm-hmm. And perform in coffee shops or in bars. And and even if you were actually making money doing comedy, you still have to go to open mics. Because the difference between comedy and music is music you can practice in a studio, you can practice at home, you can get better at it without being in front of an audience. Comedy, you can't get better at all unless mm-hmm. you're in front of an audience. Because you don't know what works or what sticks until you actually try it in front of a live audience.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd say that's really similar. Um, at, at, at the foundation, they're both entertainment pieces. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that we're selling on stage is escapism. Um, like last night, the theme was a lovesick Valentine's. You yeah. Know? So everybody that was really lovesick in the single on Valentine's, they came out to the show. The people that were married did not show up except for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I appreciate that you and Amanda would, would make Dude, that Amanda sacrifice. Dude, Amanda loved it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Amanda. Yeah, Amanda loved it. She um, thought it was really impressive sweet man but yeah so that's uh, crazy so i wonder is there cuz there isn't comedy like there's lots of like petty small drama and like <laughs> comedy <laughs> music's full of it is it okay just you put you put um 50
2: to 100 20 to 30 year olds that are all pretty young attractive talented charming mm-hmm. in a community there's going to be drama. Yeah. There's going to be drama. Um, and it can be from the dumbest thing to like more serious things. Um, and, uh, you know, you kind of have to really like navigate through that. Um, I mean, recently I've been like really trying to, um, because I really do care about this community that I'm helping to cultivate, Mm -hmm. um, with a a buddy of mine, his name's Christopher worth. And, um, and we like to bring, we host this songwriter night where we bring these young songwriters together to share in their growth and the, the magnification of their talents. Um, yeah, and so you're you're kind of in this like position of um, like I, I was here ten years ago. Uh-huh. I was doing these open mics and I really looked up to these people. Um, and we just want to put together these these dope nights. But yeah, there's a lot of drama there, and in. I guess I'm somewhat of a public figure in Portland, at least. And, (laughs) um, and anybody, like, I'm still human. I haven't dated a lot of people. I've dated four women over the last eight years. (laughs) And, um, well, six years. And, uh, you know, people really want to have opinions on that. Um, but, uh, you know, you kind of just... What do you mean,
1: opinions? Uh,
2: Oh, just like, he should be taking more time for himself, bouncing oh, okay. back and forth, you know, but like, at the end of it, um, like, I'm still a human being that cherishes being loved. Like, we all are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, I love being able to talk to somebody and having this connection. Yeah.
1: Them. So like, when you first started, though, were there like musicians who'd been doing it longer who were like, kind of shitty to you? Because like, in comedy, that's pretty prevalent. Like, is it really, dude, I was at last it's... week. Go ahead. Sorry. Last week, I'm not going to name names, but there is this. Fucking cunt on stage last night. Uh, Oh, dude. (laughs) He goes up and he's been doing comedy for years. He gets, like, regular work at Wise Guys, which is the comedy club in Salt Lake. In a comedy scene, all the comedians are fighting over the club that's in their city. Really? That's what it is. You want to, like... Everyone's trying to suck the club owner's dick and, (laughs) like, get in with them because... That is the legitimate place to do comedy. That's where professional headliners are there every weekend, and you want to open for them as much as possible. So for you to open in front of them, you have to get on good terms with the club owner. Oh, so yeah. there's these guys who've been here for years who like know the club owner where, well, and they're like established comics. And there's one of these established dudes went up last week. Are we going to talk shit? There was a... Let's talk shit. Dude, <laughs> dude I... <laughs> There was a new guy who was, like, trembling and nervous, and it was his first open mic ever. And I think there's probably nothing more terrifying than doing, like, stand-up comedy for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. It's a terrifying it, I, experience. Yeah,
2: it's, I'm scared to do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so this guy's, like, trembling, and then this, like, veteran of comedy who's been doing it for years goes up and starts shitting on him and making fun of him on stage. And it was, like... Drew He's was like, the new comic. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a personal story? Yeah. I, I was not the new comic. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, he was like, oh, man, that was rough. Uh, you saw that guy. Uh, I saw him high-fiving one of the other new comics because he thought what he did was good. Isn't that funny, well, people? Well,
2: we were talking before about this, this guy in high school that was a little weird, like Alex, that was getting beat mm-hmm. up by this other guy, Colby, and you stepped in.
3: Yeah, and well, you it said, wasn't Colby. Sorry,
2: not, no, Colby was nice. It was, it was,
3: <laughs> Colby, that piece of shit.
2: <laughs> Colby was nice. Colby was nice. Uh, uh, but, like, you stepped in, and he wanted to beat up on you. But it, yeah. it takes a community to stand up for the people that aren't... I've seen people come in from their first open mic, and they have bombed. And then, five years later, they have a thousand followers on Spotify, yeah, and yeah. a million players on a song, because they had the support system of a leader in the community that like wants to have their back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When it takes a lot of work at these things to get good, like to think that someone like who is new is going to be good. Yeah. Like it's such a shitty thing to, to like shit on someone who's brand new, like whether it's music or like comedy, because like I think your ego is already very fragile. If you're starting, I don't know how it was for you, but for me, like it was and, uh, when so clayton and i both started stand-up in spokane and it was not like a super inviting environment when we started doing stand-up like the veteran guys who are like the established uh, comics at the club really like would look down on like the newer comics
3: yeah um but i mean you know dude i think it's i mean i guess i don't know about with music how it is but i think with what we do it's uh I don't really worry about no. people like that because the thing is that's like a loser mentality, yeah. And so people like that are only going to go so far, man.
1: Yeah, like no, it it still like uh, it still fucks me up a little bit, yeah. Because like when I started, there were like people who I thought they were funny, they were good, and then when I would talk to them off stage, they were really shitty to me. You never like, meet your heroes. They didn't. Re- they didn't respect me. Cause I was like newer and I, I sucked. Like I watched my comedy from when I first started and I like cringe. Well, they're like, cl- watching they're it. trying to climb a ladder
2: and you don't have anything for them to offer. Yeah. You know? And like, it, and it happens all over the place. I'm not going to name names, but I had a friend who's a pretty established artist that opened up for a very famous artist that y'all know. And that artist was opening up for a world famous artist that just won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they were supposed to hang out at this artist's new year's Eve show and the artist that opened for the major artist set wouldn't respond to my friend's text even though my friend is an established artist herself and so because this opener was still trying to chase the ladder of becoming a world famous musician um and when you have that this is why like i'm obsessed with sunflowers um is sunflowers are the tallest growing flower um at least in my non-botanical knowledge Mm -hmm. and they cannot grow tall when they're alone. The lonely sunflower dies and it wilts. They grow tall when they are together, and their roots help them grow tall. And when you have roots and community, you grow tall together, dude. Right? That. Yeah.
3: Oh man, I get it now. The patches. That's dope as fuck, dude. <laughs> so, damn. So that's so cool, dude. That, that shit. is cool,
1: and that is uh, that's really good because like I think a lot of people have the I'm trying to
2: start a cult, man. The, Come <laughs> on, people have like a,
1: a pie mentality. Where like there's a like a finite amount of pie and someone has taken a slice of the pie. And so you kind of... People act like you have to be aggressive towards No them. such thing. But that's not how it is. There's mm-hmm. an unlimited amount of potential for everyone. Like it's not just... There's not like something that's set in stone. <laughs> this is the amount of success there is in the world. And there's only 100 units of success to distribute to the world. Well, and so grab
3: what you can. You know, I think... I think both in comedy and in music, though, like 20, 30 years ago, that was kind of true, though, because, like, you couldn't, there wasn't as much room for, like, independent stuff.
1: Yeah, the internet has opened things up yeah. a lot yeah. more. Um, uh, yeah. One no. of the
2: craziest things that happened at an open mic with the internet is right before COVID, there's this girl, her name was Olivia Klugman, and she came to this open mic that I hosted was really talented. Um, We were considering her for a featured set. um, uh, Sorry, them, uh, for a featured set. And uh, then when COVID hit, they became really, really, really popular on TikTok with just them playing their guitar in the middle of their bedroom. And they did an opening set at the Crystal Ballroom. They have hundreds of thousands of followers now, all because of TikTok, because they were just writing songs about love and loss. And I looked at it, and I'm like, this is really good. And there's so much room for that now. Yeah. Of, but, you know, there are only a few $500 gigs, I will say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, and, like, I mean, I guess it's, as far as comedy goes, there's only a finite number of comedy clubs, and yeah. there's only a certain number of weekends in the year where you can headline those comedy clubs. So that's the, where it does kind of turn into a rat race in that sense. But I, I have, think... Sorry, I didn't mean it. Wrong. Oh, no, no, no. We're, I, but I do think, like people getting independent and opening. Like, there's this comedian. He's, like, more famous. I'm not going to... even. You know, it's not, like, someone who I know, but uh, definitely someone who I don't respect when I like to see comedy. <laughs> but he did say something good. He was talking about, like, this club that rejected him for years. And uh, when he did that city, he sold out a bar next to the comedy club uh, that to, kind of, that yeah, to kind of... Yeah, to kind of show that. Uh, so, like, even though he couldn't get his foot in the door of the club, there is still kind of, like, a finite... And not not find it, but like unlimited amount of spaces where you can do your stuff. Yeah, because if you can't get into the comedy club, you can go elsewhere. And I assume music is the same thing. You can go almost anywhere and do yeah. music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh,
2: you can bomb anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean like like Provo's been really cool. Provo in Salt Lake because uh my buddy James Robin James McIntyre like started getting me into the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met on my first acid trip. I was ever on and he was this huge Australian lion looking man and uh and he's like, "Oh, hey Jacob, you're, you're a little messed up in the head, but you, you seem pretty cool." Uh, that's a terrible accent. <laughs> he's going to make fun of me for that. Um, but yeah, he brought me into the scene and uh this scene's so supportive, man. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I definitely, even as far as comedy goes, uh, the comedy scene here is a lot more supportive yeah. when you say
3: so than Spokane. Oh, yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> I think people are just nicer in Utah, man. Like, yeah. I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. I, I,
2: I would agree with that statement that there is an overall support here um, that, you know, the big city of Portland, like, it doesn't really have, but outside of Portland, like the smaller towns and smaller communities really do. And so, yeah. And also, it's a a West Coast thing, the LA thing that kind of trickles into Portland. Right. But, yeah, our little community that we have in Portland is really, really beautiful. So... Yeah, man.
1: Dude, so... I was going to ask you uh, some questions. That's a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. I'm a rambler. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. uh, This is a pretty... It's a structured podcast, but it's also unstructured. Okay. Like, if we go for a rant, I'm going to let it fly, because it's more entertaining than trying to stay within the structure. Do we have a time frame, or how are we doing? Um, We're at 40 minutes. I keep it anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour 15, so we're on on track. Okay. So the first question was, have you ever been fired from a job before? But you already answered yeah. that. Is that. So was Guitar Center the only place you've been fired? Uh, well, I quit
2: Starbucks after working there for two months, but I quit to transfer. And uh-huh. I just kept my discount, and I kept using it on tour. <laughs> and I would give them my number. They give me you know dollar lattes while I'm on the road. It saves me a lot of money. And after three months of doing this, my manager called me up. And he was like, Jacob, I, did you quit? And I'm like... Yeah, I don't think I'm coming back. He's like, well, I got to take back your discount. I'm like, I understand. He goes, it's been an honor serving with you. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we get fired from every gig. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no guarantee <coughs> at the end of it.
1: Wait, fired from every. Yeah,
2: after your show, after you get your
1: $200, like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a. <laughs> you get never, fired from every gig. I never you? thought about it that way. Yeah.
2: And they either want you back or they don't.
1: Yeah. You've, uh, well, you've made way more money in. <laughs> I have not than, made a lot of money then I have in comedy. Uh so the most I made was doing Skankfest. Uh sorry. And <laughs> other than that <laughs> it's I think just the, the name. The most I've ever gotten paid for a gig was like 100 bucks besides Skankfest. Okay. Skankfest was quite a bit more than that. Uh but other than that it's there's not a lot of money to be had in comedy. But like for so for music you can like do other things. So like do you like work like weddings or like yeah. do any yeah, because, yep. like, no one hires a comedian for their wedding. <laughs>
3: like, Yeah, you can't hire a guy to do a Bill Burr cover at your
0: wedding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've i played a couple. I mean, most of the time, we just want chill, feel-good stuff. Comedy, I think, is on the extreme of emotional response. Yeah. You either hate it or you love it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And with music, you can just be listening to somebody like, that's nice.
1: Yeah, and, and I think all humans love music. I And there's very few people very who are just few. like, I hate music. I don't mess
2: with those folks. Uh, yeah.
1: That's that's 1% of the population. There's a sizable percentage of people. Is that, that
2: a true statistic? Did you just make that I up? I made that up. Okay. <laughs> that
1: up. Might, 87% of the
2: population
1: has herpes. They, <laughs> it's true. But, um, no, there's a, definitely a higher percentage of people who aren't fond of comedy. Yeah. or So... It is trickier. That would uh, that would be fun though. if Someone hired a comedian to do their wedding. I think
3: yeah. <laughs> someone should try that someday. Yeah, I uh, I saw uh, I saw a video once. This couple actually did hire a comedian, and uh, the comic was making fun of the band <laughs> because they were like guys in their like late fifties like doing Dad rock. Yeah, they were doing <laughs> like uh, Eagle covers. You know, the Eagles. And, uh, they're whatever, you know, you know, you know that band. I I love the Eagles. Me too. But, uh, they were just doing like seventies rock and they were like guys who would have been young in the seventies. And the guy was just like, ah, you guys will never make it. You're losers. And then the band tried to fight him. (laughs) (laughs) So they think
2: they like, oh yeah, we're going to be Charlie Puth. Like we're going to make it like with these Eagles covers.
3: I I, I don't know, man. that's rude of the guy to say. No, he was a dick, but that's. It's it's a
2: comedy show.
3: Yeah. You gotta accept it. Like. I mean to be fair they got hired to do a wedding and it's like Yeah, dude, come on, we, we're not paid enough for this. <laughs>
2: yeah, I might I, I wouldn't fight the guy, it'd probably be dirty look though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's the worst job you've ever worked?
2: Um like a job or worst gig? Both. Oh what? man. I mean like What's here? Like a hell. Altercations on stage, um, really and stuff. I've had. I had. uh, I was playing a bar in Salem, really late Saturday night, and this guy jumps on stage and he grabs on my mic while I'm singing Uptown Funk, and he goes Uptown Funk you up, and I'm like, Dude, what? What the hell are you doing? Like, this is my gig, and I kind of shove him off a little bit, and he. um, The next chorus comes around, he jumps on stage again, and he grabs on mic, and so without missing a beat, I hit. This is the only moment i've ever done something this cool in my life i hip checked him and i kicked him in the butt because he turned around and he fell into his friends in the booth and they started (laughs) apologizing for him and everything um i had a guy like step up on stage i used to be in this duo with an ex-girlfriend of mine and she was maybe 100 pounds soaking wet and um this we're finishing a three-hour set this bar people are talking through the whole thing it was a nightmare and um uh, and i'm just tired And uh, this guy goes, oh, you know any Maroon 5? I'm like, yeah, but we just got one more song tonight. This is the end of our set, so we're not taking requests. He's like, come on, I know you know some Maroon 5. And he takes a $5 bill out of his wallet, crumples it up, and puts it into the tip jar. He's like, And steps on stage to the girl I was seeing at the time and says, I know you know some Maroon 5. And I grabbed the five dollar bill out of the tip jar and I threw it at him and I said, We're not your bitches. And he like looked at me like he was gonna fight me and then his buddy's like, dude, just just move on. Um like I, uh, you Well you, deal... you can't
1: be that tough if you're like, I really want some maroon right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't strike me as a dude who's like The song hey, he was asking for was
2: easy like laxanimo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that guy's not gonna fuck anyone up. <laughs> Oh man, um, but yeah, I mean, like the altercations. I've had a guy like trip on my music, st- my my music speaker, uh-huh. and I uh, f- fall over onto the stage while he was drunk, and he bashed his head in, and like there was blood all over the stage. Oh, um, yeah, and then uh, random middle-aged ladies coming up and groping you and saying you remind me of my son. <laughs> 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 it's 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 a wild world out there, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, yeah, that, that was probably one of the more shitty gigs
1: I've had. Um, and, uh, yeah, but yeah, the guitar center for music goes to die. So. That's where, uh, <laughs> that's with comedy. Uh, What's I, the worst gig you've ever had? um, I'm trying to think. I've had some bad ones. Uh, the worst one I've had, I guess could have been the one I did at the Spanish Fork bar.
3: That that was a rough room dude. Yeah,
1: there's uh this room in Spanish Fork. It was called Maple Mountain Bar, but then they rebranded the week I got there. Uh and so it was like a real country hick bar and they rebranded to the Shaka Island Bar and Grill. So it was like all like Hawaiian themed.
0: Okay. And they
1: like colonizers. Yeah, <laughs> they like they like redid the room like the week of the show. And this week, like, I think they sold, like, five tickets and they, like, left the TVs on in the room, which does not work for stand-up. Stand-up, you have to have an attentive audience for a good show. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's how it is necessarily for music, but you can kind of, like...
2: If if I'm playing my original songs, it really matters. If I'm just doing covers in a bar, yeah. like, I kind of want to watch the game, too. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> so, like, if it's comedy, though, you have to have the audience paying attention. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, this table in the back of, like bachelorette party and they weren't paying attention best and so i just (laughs) i like abandoned my material like five minutes in and i'm just like trying to riff with them doing crowd work back and forth yeah so what's
2: something you asked them
1: i don't i just remember how soul-sucking it was
0: (laughs) i don't even remember i only remember how
1: much i wanted to die (laughs) and uh i pissed off the owner because uh, the place, like, was a country-filled, like, bar. But yeah. then they put, like, sea turtles and stuff. So I was like, oh, this looks like a good place for a hate crime and a luau. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that pissed and off funny. the owner of the bar. <laughs> uh, so it was, uh, yeah, that sucked. I mean, I guess I told you about the New Year's Eve gig I did. Uh, but that was, like, actually... A, the one where they were chanting in Post in Falls, USA. yeah. USA. So this was... A, <laughs> This is like real fresh in my memory. This was like two months ago. So it was in Post Falls, Idaho, New Year's Eve, and it was like sold out, like packed room. And so I see the room and they're like, it's a good room for comedy, like dark, uh, just a spotlight on the stage. But it's a really dark room. You know, they're going to pay attention. And the band who was closing out the night, so they did comedy from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. And then after that, they were going to have a band and, like, dancing until the... That's kind of tight. New okay, Year's. yeah. Yeah, it was a good yeah. setup. Uh, so the band set up, like, their mics and everything. And for some reason, like, the microphones they use aren't, like, good for, like, speaking. They're good for singing. I don't know. I don't know anything about There's microphones. There's a whole lot about
2: audio we'll talk
0: about yeah. after this. So They're great for, they're these great for speaking. These microphones, what
1: they were, like, if I had just, like, held it off a little bit, it wouldn't pick up my voice. Okay. And so like it really like I never like had a microphone react this way ever. And Were I, you
2: holding it like John McCain? Like he couldn't uh, lift up his arm. No, like... I I uh <laughs> I like
1: I held the mic like how I would normally would hold a mic. Okay. Um So I get up there and the mic is bugging out on me immediately. That's a and so I'm trying to do my jokes and then people are yelling, We can't hear you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like holding it up to me and it's like you can hear it projecting, and then it wouldn't project, and it would like, cut out. Got and it. then they are picking up on what I'm saying, uh, and then it, I'm like, okay, so I'm like, getting to the setup of my first joke, and right as I'm about to deliver the punchline, the mic goes out completely. No. You probably had a bad cable. Probably. I Sorry, don't know. My, my tech brain can't I, dude, turn I, right I, now. I, How do we fix this? <laughs> I have a savior complex. Yeah, and <laughs> then for like comedy, you can't really save it, because you're, if you're building a setup to a joke, and then it cuts out... And yeah. so I get I get the new that, mic. That is a
2: bummer. Oh, my gosh. I get
1: the new mic, right? They hand me the new mic, and uh, then I'm like, okay, well, now I have to, like, kind of do the setup again because I can't just say the punchline right. because it's been, like, a minute that it took them to replace the microphone. That's terrible. So then I, like, I do the setup as fast as I can again because they heard most of it. And then I get to the punchline, and it gets, like, Tempered, like laughs because oh, it just the momentum was like taken out. And then I told you what I said before, but uh, I said I met a vet today by vet, I mean the kind that helps uh, the kind that helps animals, not the homeless kind. And uh, I
2: think that's a good joke, that's a bunch funny. of
1: like. Old like boomers in the audience started booing when I said that because it was viewed as like unpatriotic or like shitting on veterans. What's well,
2: unpatriotic is like you know caring about life until people serve in a war and then they forget about them. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: I mean there's, it's full of hypocrisy. Yeah. Uh, so they start like booing me because of that, <laughs> and then uh, okay, and I'm like oh shit. So I like I stop doing my vet material in the middle of it and I go back into a new joke it's oh, rough. That's like stopping a song halfway through. You don't like this.
2: Something else. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's exactly what yeah. it's like. All right. You don't want to hear this. How? That's what uh, they do in Hey Ya. Uh, uh, they go, y'all don't want to hear this. You just want to dance.
0: Hey
1: <laughs> ya. They change it to the chorus the whole time. So, I, and I've never been booed on stage before. Did you get booed on stage? They started booing me. Oh, yeah. I yeah. said, I've oh. never been boo- booed. Also, I knew it was going to be a little rough because the, the MC Um. I went on after the MC. I was just doing a guest spot, so I wasn't, like, headlining. I wasn't meant to be on this show. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's had... I wasn't supposed to be in Spokane that week. I came in last second. I contacted the dude. I was like, hey, can I pop in and do a guest spot? And he said, sure. Uh, so it was, like, all last second, but the MC was really terrible at comedy. Like, really unfunny. Also, I, I asked him how long he'd been doing it. He was like, nine years. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Like when you meet someone who's been doing it for nine years, they better be killing. Isn't there a
2: scene in uh, some like old kids movie where somebody says, "Yeah, I played piano for twelve years," and then they go up to play piano
1: and they're terrible, and they're like, "I never said I was good." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they um, they booed what I said there. I go into my new joke. My new joke lands, and they get laughs. Yeah. Uh, which was just me saying. I was like say it real quick. I'd say I hate vegetables and I hate vegetables so much I even unplugged my grandpa and oh, like they my start, God. They laugh at that and like that's funny. And then I'm like and then I'm like, you guys uh
2: I still stand by, they only <laughs> care
1: about life when you're in the womb. <laughs> and then uh then I'm like, you guys are really turning on your own own right here with me making jokes on grandparents. <laughs> 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 and then I lost them again. <laughs> Uh, and then um, I do like a joke about Depends Like my grandpa wore Depends before he died That's not true but these are the jokes And then yeah. I'm like uh, and I'm like, Have you seen the boxes for Depends? They're pretty crazy Like instead of You're having like Really a, ripped dudes yeah, that's wearing the, diapers Yeah that's the joke <laughs> <laughs> I'm Like Instead of like old people modeling the diapers They got like jack dudes in their 20s And then I'm like what kind of advertising Are they going for? Like sometimes after CrossFit I shit my pants and <laughs> They laugh at that They think that's funny and then I'm like I that mean, could happen. And after the, I've come close. After that, sure. I'm like, but I bet a lot of you guys wear Depends. <laughs> and, like, then I lost them again. So, like, every time I thought I was winning them over, I thought, I'd because, like, usually you can, like, fuck around with the audience, and they appreciate it. They'll laugh. Like, I can say something like, you guys look like you wear Depends, and they will laugh. But this audience was not laughing. And so Jeez. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just end with this joke here. And this, <laughs> my last joke bombed. Um, uh, I, I had a joke about freaking advertising and how there's a story in Utah. This guy backed up his driveway in a hurry and ran over his 10 year old son. And, uh, that's not the funny part. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I said, when my wife saw that in the news, she was like really torn up about it and was like, that's the saddest thing I've ever seen. That guy's going to live with that for the rest of his life. And I said, or that's a really good ad for a backup camera. <laughs> oh you gotta get and, hired in marketing and man. They, uh, <laughs> wow. dude they booed and that was my last joke my last joke bombed and one guy yelled get off the stage as I'm putting the mic in the mic so I'm like I'm already getting off uh but the MC who went on before me was really bad and he got booed off stage like oh, really booed off stage crowd. like they, 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 they were like they were coming for blood they were like boo, you suck and they send him off the stage and so that was the environment i got thrusted onto the stage and You're then not like your with my microphone getting cut out and everything it was just uh it was an experience i think i called clayton like immediately and was you like did. dude you, you don't believe what happened
3: you were crying like dude, a girl I, <laughs>
1: I thought I was gonna crush. I like saw the crowd beforehand. It was like a packed room and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a really good show and uh it was not.
3: Dude, the uh the worst show I ever did, um I did it was uh, Buck's one of Buck's showcases and uh so I had just turned thirty, so I did a bunch of jokes like, Ah oh, man, it's crazy that I'm thirty now, it's I'm all old and stuff and all the other guys in the showcase were all in their forties. So they all went on after me. They're like, "Oh man, this guy's a pussy, right, guys?" Is... <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that you won that night because they
2: kept coming back to. Right. They kept coming back to, even though it was a roast. Right, still coming back. They're yeah. like, "Man, this guy's
1: dick still works." Like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. <laughs> oh that... god, I'm young and hot. Like, you're old. I, I'd say usually for comedians, bar shows are rough if the like the establishment doesn't know the right. Um, environment for comedy because you need you need tvs turned off yeah you need like lights dimmed uh because you need everyone's focus to be on the stage yeah um for i music i imagine somewhat similar if you're playing originals yeah i mean like if, if somebody comes wants to come to a show of mine like what
2: we're selling is escapism and people want to forget their lives for an hour or two um, and so you go in there and the first thing I do is I create a soundscape on stage. I have like all these instruments come in and the arrangement sets up the tone for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And then we do like a super serious, intense hooky single and then i play like and then i played bad boy This is about everything i wished i was when i was 18 years old it's about clayton palmquist and then um (laughs) (laughs) everything i'm
3: so glad i'm not now that we're 30 you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i caught that last night i was like damn that's a good bird Um, is that song did you really write that about me man no no no
2: no no no, absolutely not um it was uh I, i don't care that much about that um I, it was about uh, I was I was seeing this girl when I was, but I wasn't seeing her. I had the nice guy complex, which was where if I'm your friend and you can cry on my shoulder, then maybe we'll eventually date. I'll be your emotional boyfriend, which is like really toxic, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad I got out of that headspace pretty quick because there's still people that still live in that incel headspace. Oh yeah, um, yeah that's a loser mindset for total sure. Total loser mindset. Um, and so, uh, so uh, this girl was like only dating these like guys that were screwing her over and so i wrote the hook the hook was like i'm not a bad boy but i could be your man and i showed it to my producer he's like jacob you're an idiot and i'm like why he goes girls love bad boys and i was like oh okay and uh, I, he used to come to all of my shows and and write down two-page critiques of my sets and one of the critiques that he wrote down was why is it that only middle-aged women want to fuck jacob <laughs> <laughs> and um it was kind of like a whiplash like experience i would like cry in rehearsal uh like, being 19 years old 18 years old and you know eventually like i got out of like this this older mindset and into like this mindset of like just live your life let live love the people around you if they're having a rough day love them take their phone calls you know and just make it about having fun yeah
1: It's beautiful, man. The feedback sucks sometimes. Uh, (laughs) It was pretty funny. I got so last year was like a whirlwind for me, like comedy wise. It was definitely like the most work I've ever gotten, and it things. Yeah, like my goal is by the end of twenty twenty four, it's my full time job, and I've. I got onto Skank Fest, which was my dream comedy festival. Like, all my heroes. My, my
2: dream festival is Skank Fest. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Saying that out loud <laughs> is like,
1: dude. And my wife and I, we prayed that it would go well. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're, talk, we're talking to God. I'm like, took I'm like the sacrament before this. I'm like, dear God, please help me do well at Skank Fest. <laughs>
3: so that I may be surrounded by cocaine. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, dude, I was. Like, it's. Skankfest is anarchy it's like the most rabid comedy fans in the world biker coke that's drywall and meth dude there's (laughs) drugs everywhere like i was sitting down on a bench and like people just sat next to me like is it okay if we do coke right here i'm like i guess so like i don't (laughs) but um i mean it's a crazy fun festival uh there's comedy shows from noon until two in the morning and there's five there's five theaters and there's shows nonstop in all five theaters. Nice. And there's different like themed comedy shows. There's live podcasts. There's like so many different things going on. Then in the middle of the festival they have a boxing ring and all their dumb fans will fight each other and knock each other out. They gotta and have
2: great insurance for that. Wait they <laughs> they they
1: fight? <laughs> they
2: fight. Do they wear boxing
1: gloves? Boxing gloves, yeah. And they and headgear. F- just and random like, people like random, random people.
2: dudes that are drunk on cocaine are beating the shit out of each yes. other. At Skink Fest, yes, is
1: <laughs> crazy. That
2: sounds s- s- that's a so good, great. That's
3: a good advertisement for a, a festival you want to get back on. So mm. yeah, they're they're dumb motherfucking <laughs> <fans>. <laughs>
1: Oh dude, no, they're my favorite. So it's definitely the demo that I'm going for with my comedy. They are they are my demo. This is how Dane Cook became popular. <laughs> <laughs> they, those guys are my demo, but they are idiots. Like they. Had, that's, like, I get the de- analytics back for, like, my YouTube and stuff, and it's, like, 90% male. I'm, like, cool. That's, <laughs> I'm not shocked. <laughs> um,
3: um, I think they're all geniuses. So they're so, with, with CTE. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I got Skank Fest, which was, like, a huge win for me, but I got denied from a festival that isn't as good, but it sounds... Better. It's called the World Series of Comedy. Okay. And so it sounds more prestigious because it's the World Series. Same amount of
2: cocaine, less boxing.
1: Less, way less cocaine, way less partying, way less fun. It's uh It's a bummer. It's because Skankfest is like a festival that celebrates comedy. And it's just a party where like World Series of Comedy is like more of the business side of comedy. Yeah. If that makes sense. So they did not accept me, and they had all the judges email me back their detailed notes and that was painful oh god yeah and oh. it was like it was like a lot of the critiques i was able to shrug off is like dumb like one was have... like you kept your hand in your pocket the whole time on stage okay. that's not professional and so like they wrote me off because of that um i used two camera angles and they want one camera angle
3: D- dude uh i got to say man when you got skankfest That was so massive, dude. That was like if we were, like, kids, like, you know, 19-year-olds who played baseball. And then you, uh, you know, you're not, you know, the Yankees don't call you up, but the the Spokane Indians called you up. Yeah. That was, like, massive, dude. I was like, holy shit, man. You're, like... Going to the next level. Oh, dude, it was
1: crazy. I had to, like, play it cool. Like, I was hanging out in the green room, and, like, my favorite comedian sat down next to me in the green room, but he's, like, just playing on his phone. I'm like, I'm also a comedian. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I got to, like, play it cool. And so I just sat on my phone, and I didn't say a word to him. Like, I didn't, like, get to fangirl over my favorite comedians. Because, like, if I was there as a fan, I would have, like, taken pictures with them and be like, oh, I love you guys. But, like, because I had, like, an artist
3: badge, I was like, okay, I gotta like pretend gotta fit that in, I'm like bigger play than some what. Chess. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, man. I, if I was there, I would, I would have sucked the stick. <laughs> oh <God. laughs>
2: he would have liked it, you know. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like when we were on you have a good Idol, mouth. we were all t- <laughs> it's beautiful a little mustache tickler. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, the, we were on Idol, and we, uh, uh, the Voice. And we were doing rehearsals for our blind audition with the band. Mm -hmm. Um, In one room was the band rehearsal room, and in the other room was this room that was blocked off. There's some really good soul, R&B music coming from it, and smoke that was cannabis smoke coming out from underneath. And um, we're just sitting in this little rehearsal space. We all have a shared bathroom. And uh, we hear that door open, and then this door opens. And in walks Robin Thicke, and he just walks through our crew. And we just stop. We're like, "Was that? Robin Thicke. This is right after the Miley Cyrus fiasco, and whatnot, um, and uh, and he walks to the bathroom. My buddy gets up. He's like,
1: I gotta go say hi.
2: <laughs> he's like walking his kid to go pee, and he walks up to him, and he he said he just stood next to him at the urinal, just went peeing, couldn't talk to him except say sup. And Robin goes sup, and then walk, and then everything ends. He, he's a nice guy. We said stuff to each other.
3: You know. Uh, so that was your buddy. That did that? We're not friends. Okay, okay. So that guy, though, I kind of feel like what actually happened, this isn't a visual podcast, but I feel like he, he uh, was pissing next to him. He looked over, he's like, Some man? <laughs>
0: oh,
2: man. I... I... I don't know. I, I'd probably, if I was like out of urinal with Robin Thicke, would probably look down just to double check, you know, and see. <laughs> <laughs> comparison is a thief dude, of just, joy, you know, <laughs> dude, you, six, three, you, you, know, sort of you just look down at
1: him and all you say is nice cock. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are so weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what, what else do you want to talk yeah, about dude, besides so Robin? I, I got i got the <laughs> i got the spicy questions here okay oh god is this I, where I, I get canceled yeah this is where you get canceled which this isn't let's get fired because you don't have a regular day job you are an artist all right so you're a, let's get canceled so let's get canceled <laughs> um first question vladimir putin putin <laughs> Vladimir Putin.
0: <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Dude, I'll edit that
1: out. I'm not going to look stupid on okay, okay. my own podcast. <laughs> uh, Vladimir Putin, he hasn't won the war in Ukraine. So should the people of Russia elect someone who can get the job done? I, I don't think there's going to
2: be an election, man. <laughs> I I think they've tried and it's not going to happen.
1: Um, and uh, But if they could elect someone who would win the war, that would be good. I. Uh, I got to say, I, I I think the Ukrainians...
2: I, okay, like, Russia's probably about to figure out why the United States doesn't have free healthcare. Um, and I, I, I don't think that there is a Russian that they could elect that would win the war in Ukraine because they've got basically the United States, which has the largest and second largest military in the world. So, and then Russia's kind of, like, throwing their shit at them. And then we have, like, one nerd that's, like, sitting on a drone... Hitting a button and then dropping bombs on these like Russian invaders. So,
3: yeah, I, I, I don't think they're gonna have elections
2: <laughs> at that point.
3: So you're racist against Russians. Good.
2: Uh, that's I. What What do they say in comedy? You gotta double down. <laughs> Xenophobia is fun. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only against white people.
1: Yeah, which Russians are white. <laughs> and Asian. And yeah, but (laughs) you get a two for that. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so canceled. All
2: right, all right. What's next?
1: All right. So next question. Uh, (laughs) Delivery is what's key on these questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So
2: close, close mic technique.
1: I don't know any of these, by the way. Okay. So, gay people over the age of 55, they shouldn't have the right to vote, right? Oh, my. Like, because, you know, they're going to die soon and they don't reproduce. So, like, they're not voting for, like, their children's future. And, like, straight people, we should cut them off at, like, 70. Right, uh,
3: Drew, you probably should have gone through some of these <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, My
2: my answer to that question is uh, We should limit the voting age From 18 to 50 For everybody 18 and to 50. Because we have these 80 year olds in Congress But especially and, the gay ones uh, the, I think the gay <laughs> yes. ones are brilliant You ever been to Palm Springs, man? When I go <laughs> into a gay club, I can undo my shirt I get hit on by everybody there It is the most confident I've ever felt in my life I just get to dance while I'm sober And just have a good time Maybe I'll get a smooch. I don't know.
3: It sounds like fun. It's beautiful. It's
2: confident.
1: Yeah,
3: Dude, you should be a politician. You handled
1: that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these questions are all about trapping people in a corner. <laughs> oh man, we were on the debate team yeah. together. Okay, this is, I'm I'm ready for it. Let's okay, go. next question. Uh, age of consent. Way too high, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ooh,
2: you know you know they just uh in wyoming they were they tried to pass a ban on child marriages and raise the age of consent to 16 for marriages and then the republicans uh, like matt gates and crew they were like no no we gotta keep it lower <laughs> like they were defending it <laughs> <laughs>
1: clayton just saluted the flag of cascadia it's beautiful um, man yeah it's all a good right man. you know i will say one time uh this uh, I don't know what you could add to this. That would be <laughs> no. uh, so there's this show, this comedy show they do in Spokane called the Drinkin' Debate, and they would. I I kind of love that. That sounds like spar. Yeah. So comedians bit. get drunk on stage and they debate like dumb topics. And one <laughs> the one of the questions was we should change the age of consent. It didn't say like which direction. And <clears throat> this chick was on the team that we should change it. And like if you knew her, she's like very like progressive Same. and like. But she gets on stage, grabs a microphone, and says the most hilarious thing that she could say. And she said, I think we can all agree that it's far too high. <laughs> <laughs> like if, was, if Clayton said that, <laughs> it wouldn't. it get really she, quiet in there. <laughs> <laughs> just, I
3: mean, you do have the mustache for it. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, no, she said it, and it just killed. It was, like, one of the funniest things ever.
2: Because it's really funny when high school teachers have sex with their students when they're
1: female right that is well that was sarcasm <laughs> i really hope that comes
2: through i i, yeah. I agree it's, yeah. it's hilarious yeah well like like if something like that happened to us and there was like a really beautiful teacher in high school like that would have been the guys you would have been high-fiving me because we we're dumbass kids you know but yeah yeah we'll probably that delete that part <laughs> <laughs> oh man Right. Didn't that
1: happen at our high school? Yes. Uh
2: yeah yeah, 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 that, yeah,
3: it did happen too.
2: Was it your tap teacher?
3: Uh no, my tap teacher was a man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, no, I know uh, there was at least at least three female teachers that were accused of that. Oh my uh, god! Yeah.
2: Was it all just one really handsome guy?
3: Well, all the all the lady teachers were pretty hot. So whoever they did that to, you know. Yeah, a... you had. Some pretty beautiful teacher I I had some crushes on my teachers that's Oh did. yeah man yeah dude
1: I don't remember like like Miss like, Miss oh, uh, Rose oh yeah I remember Miss Green oh Miss Green. <laughs> <laughs> I was... you, are, you, are, you, are these real names yes <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, random names. I I only remember having like old hag female teachers like yeah, Miss
3: Rose was uh, she was Miss nice. Green <laughs> oh, um Green though
1: dude no Miss Green
2: um, beautiful beautiful catholic <laughs> strong <laughs> was constantly
1: pregnant <laughs> yeah <laughs> had, like four kids in four years somehow um yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: it's a good good christian woman All right, what's next
1: so, yeah next uh, let's get canceled question <laughs> is it okay for oppressed people to be bigoted like because there's something really charming about like an old black man who's, like, super homophobic. I really want you to finish this sentence. Yeah, no, I just finished it. <laughs> okay. Like, you meet an old black man who's, like, you know, who they lived through, like, Jim Crow. Okay. And they're, you meet them, and they're, like, very homophobic. Well, you It's know know kind how, of fun, right?
2: Well, you know how in our church they say, it's okay to have gay thoughts as long as you don't act upon it. Yeah. Right? Is that, is that kind of how you feel? I think, like, I've gone through a lot of changes in my life. When I was 15, like, from a kid yeah. to 18, I wasn't a piece of shit, but I was a really conservative guy. And when mm-hmm. I moved to Portland, I realized really quickly that, like, if I had any of those bigoted thoughts, anything like that, like, these involuntary thoughts, like, those are not okay. And if I ever wanted to, like, fall in love and date somebody, I had to reform my republican mm-hmm. and, like, kind of be more progressive. So, like, I think, like, like bigoted is a mindset but it's also um like it's more funny to see me watch a really racist dude bomb uh thinking he's right. Oh yeah. Than watching somebody try to transcend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah.
3: that's always fun that uh that'll that'll happen sometimes where uh guys who d- don't have uh any nuance at all try to do uh similar stuff to certain people Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's always
1: fun dude you remember i'll say the name i don't care okay Uh, d abrams doing his trans bit in spokane and uh (laughs) d abrams is this like big black guy and uh he (laughs) did a joke if dave Chappelle can get away with it (laughs) yeah uh and but can i say can i say the the you're gonna say the
3: way he said it well, no, nah, hey, you, you probably wouldn't want me to say it I'm on sorry. this
2: episode of Jacob Gets Cancelled. <laughs> I'll tell you, Alfer. Okay, but, uh, yeah, well,
1: it was funny because like there would be like pro- more progressive like college kid like Gonzaga students there yeah. or like who like would want to confront him, but they also didn't feel like they could because he was <laughs> a black man. <laughs> yeah, well, and so it was a very entertaining dynamic to watch. Oh, dude, Rachel. Is that what
3: you're... No, oh, no, no, but you go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, what were you going to say? Oh, You got uh, really... He was a yeah, lot of dude. hand so, gestures. So one time, uh, this guy who was like, I guess, a quarter black, went on stage and said the N-word, but not in a racist way, like in a rap way. You know what I'm saying? Like with the A. And you A, know what I'm saying. Not an ER. A rap way, you know. Not an ER. Not a hard... He, R- he, didn't, R- he didn't stick the landing. That's how... Okay. okay. <laughs> but so, so then D went on stage after him, and he went on like this crazy eugenics rant, He's like, if you are at least 50% black, you can say the N-word. But if you are 49.9% black, you are the white devil and you are not permitted. <laughs> dude, I don't remember that. that would be, dude, dude, it was crazy. Well,
2: that kind of brings me back to, like, the most messed up thing I thought I believed was, like, I believed that I was, like, Jewish. And, yeah. <laughs> dude. Because I've... I've I guess i kind of look jewish according to some people and your
1: showbiz career would be so much farther oh
2: you... I'm man just... <laughs> oh
1: man i don't disagree with you
3: uh,
2: but uh, i just change your last then... name to goldberg man. Yeah, it's when... westfall westfall's too german for that um so i got that those ancestry results and i'm just white i'm a white mutt and uh it was just kind of a bummer because apparently it's not it's not true um but yeah i i Dude, you're, going, you're in with Hollywood,
1: you're doing the voice and American Idol, and you're like, yeah, I'm part of the club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm one of you. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. No, that's fun. Okay, so this is the last question, and uh, this is the one I end every episode with. Okay. okay. If you were to nuke one country and wipe it off the map, which one would it be? And we it can't, can't be say the United States.
2: If we were to nuke one country... Um, I'm so sorry, Clayton. Probably the Vatican. Yeah. Uh, that's... All right.
1: What's, Although, what's your second choice? Because the Vatican has been picked on this podcast before. So it I'm, tra- has? I'm trying to get a new country every time. Also, I am getting a map for our studio <laughs> and we're crossing countries off every episode. Okay, what, what has been crossed off so, so far? India, Italy, North Korea, South Africa, uh, not Mexico, um, uh canada uh algeria and that's
2: so random and niger <laughs> okay
1: uh and i think that's it i think that's it all right off the top of my head that's what i can remember
2: um uh, man uh this will be the most messed up joke i've ever said let's just triple down and do japan man <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if we're the only country that's nuked somebody. Let's let's just really tap into our insecurities and be like, "No, I gotta do it
0: again." Dude, there's uh, a
1: comic here who uh, does a joke about that. Uh, the age of consent in Japan apparently is 13, oh and he's God. like, "You know, they've been nuked, so all bets are off." Like, <laughs>
2: man, that that the story is is that um, uh, with, with the first uh, nuclear bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. And then um, this guy uh, was there with his family. And he, like, they sheltered and they survived. They were in the perfect zone to survive this nuclear bomb. And where he went a couple weeks later was Nagasaki. Oh, no. And and his family survived a second nuclear bomb. And he lived to be, like, in his mid-90s. So you're saying radiation is good for you. Uh, That is a a little bit a little bit. <laughs> a little bit i mean like like uh that the the whole like culture behind japan it's it's like a culture i really respect There's significance in like so much that's going around but um uh uh, uh they, they got some some interesting uh porn man
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah their their dicks are weird man well, I... <laughs> pixelated <laughs>
1: So, <laughs> really look at IRL, man. <laughs> oh man, right,
2: cool. Am I canceled? Yeah. On this? I think on that note, that okay. was the last question. All Dude, right.
1: Thanks for doing this. Yeah. It was fun. All right. We well, did it an hour and seventeen minutes. Thanks for having me, man.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll only tell you to cut out a couple things. So, <laughs> yeah, let me know. I edit
0: these before I post them. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Goodbye. Forever. You're fired.